Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Troll Talk Podcast. This is episode... I already can't talk. We're starting off strong. This is episode five of the Troll Talk Podcast, recorded for Spotify and YouTube. So if you're watching on either of those platforms, welcome in. Um, my guest today is none other than the Twitch-hated-turned-partner and skateboarding prodigy. You know, it's Tony Hawk's birthday today when we're recording this, but this man's better than him. Lost Pool Boy! How are you, buddy? How's it going, everybody? I just got done skateboarding, and we're here with Trollies there on the wonderful go. podcast. There you go. Now, speaking of podcasts, though, you, you've done one. You've done a couple. And you said that you don't want to give your guests that generic, cliche, grade five intro to tell us who you are and what you do. But I'm going to do that. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Um, I'm just a chill guy that just loves to entertain. And uh, I love to have fun living. That's it. That's it. That's all you can really do nowadays, right? Right. Absolutely. But for people that don't know you on Twitch, you are under a more niche category. You're mm -hmm. you're a music streamer for the most part, right? You, you do your IRL content. You do your other skits and stuff like that. But mainly you're known for the music side of your streaming. That's how you've been since day one. But well mm -hmm. before you even started streaming, you, you've produced music, you, you've been in the studio, and I want to start off everything by talking about that love for music that you have. Where did that all start off? Um, honestly, I've just, it's just, it was like something that always just stuck out to me. Like the idea of that art form was just so beautiful to me since I can ever remember. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the most part where it became, where it became something that I was like, okay, I want to do this was. I guess growing up, seeing my dad always singing. Um, my dad was a singer as well. Okay. And just being surrounded by music all the time. Like, uh, I think over time, it kind of got into me. And then one day I got in the studio, and that was it. It was over. What What was your dad known for singing? Like, what genre? Uh, he sang, like, Elton John type stuff a lot. Okay. Okay. And that's why you can now sing. You got the genetics, your fucking voice of an angel, <laughs> shit like that. Everybody thinks that you can't sing because you rap, and then you bust out the vocals, and everybody's like, oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of did that that rapping thing to myself because I never was just a rapper. Yeah. Uh, and then I made a song, Ass Fat, and then, yeah, automatically I just became a rapper to everybody. <laughs> I mean, I will say this. That song is what started up today's stream. I was playing it for everybody on the starting soon screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just like, y'all, we're just going to hype the fuck up out of this music, right? It, it's on all platforms from what I could see. Uh, but mainly you have a music video on YouTube for it. It was on SoundCloud, stuff like that as well. But yes. with your love for music starting from a very early age because of your family, what made you convert it into the passion on twitch for when you started off uh i think as in like what what how did i get from uh just making music to streaming yeah and pretty music much content yeah, yeah oh uh one day i just i was like man i want to i want to make like a safe haven for musicians mm -hmm. i was always complaining about stuff with like being a smaller artist and an independent artist but i wasn't doing anything yeah in those regards and i was like I could do something about this and not only entertain because I love entertaining and entertainment in general, yeah. but I can do something uh, and just stop complaining about it because I'm not a big complainer. I like to do things and uh, I like to like if I feel a certain way or I start complaining about something, I like to do something about it. And that's kind of where it started to have people send in their music. And it was like, I want to give people a place. I want to give smaller artists and producers a place mm -hmm. to bring their music and do music things, connect with other musicians. I like that. And, and the one thing I will say, if you like to entertain, you're in the music aspect. If you want to look at stream, 
don't go into a different industry where you're making love to guitars because at the end of the day, that ain't going to work for you if you see the photo. Man, that, that look Wait. you're giving that guitar right now <laughs> is kind of scary. How did you get this? <laughs> how did you find this? Oh, we're just getting started, pool boy. Welcome to the podcast. Can you explain this photo here where, where you're blonde about to make love to this guitar? Um, <laughs> I'll tell you where it's from. It's probably from some video of me. Uh, Your first vlog on Instagram. <laughs> I... Uh... I, I can't say exactly what was going through my head at that moment, but I can say that guitar was looking fine as hell. That's what I will say. You were playing it with your nose, and you almost cut yourself. It was the funniest thing when I watched it. But I was shocked at the fact that you were actually able to play it with your nose, and you made a melody with it. Like, you were just oh, normal strumming. Like strumming. Yeah, and it all I of do a sudden, that. It's so weird. You did it with your nose, yeah. dude. Yeah, sometimes I play, like, if I'm in the studio with the homies and I'm just messing around, like, sometimes I'll play the guitar with, like, my nose or my feet or, like, I'll just mess around. I'll, like, pull up my elbow and start strumming a melody. There you go. I mean, the, and a lot of aspects in that vlog were you just talking about random, like, outbursts that you would do, like, just random rants uh, and, and just topics and tangents that you would go on. Do you find yourself still doing those nowadays? I'm always going on tangents. I'm always on ramp. I have to stop myself now. It gets bad. It gets to the point where I just won't stop and I'll just keep going. And it's not like I'm just a, a, a broken record. It's just I have yeah. a lot to say. I don't yeah. know. Nah, it's I, like my brain gets going and it's just like, psh, psh. what, you got fucking delivery? What is it? It's not you delivery. It's DiGiorno. in the room? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as somebody who goes on a lot of tangents as well, I 100% understand that you got to stop yourself. You got to, like, just kind of focus and narrow down on one of your thoughts. But I can't help myself. <laughs> I I will always go on a tangent. I will always just ramble and rant. And a two-minute convo will turn into 20 because I just keep talking and talking. And I feel like that's what kind of helps with the podcast, too, because you could just wing it half the time. Even though I got topics, I got a format, rambling and, like, stuff like that is just more fun. It's more real. It is. Right. That's the way to live. Like, you know what I'm saying? Why be quiet about some? I'm very blunt and I speak up about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like I don't hold back, dude. And then, and then that's what gets me into these loops <laughs> where I just keep ranting. I won't shut the hell up. Yeah. And then somebody tells you to shut up. You're like, nah, I'm passionate. I want to talk about what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. Now, going as far back as I could, digging deep, as you could tell by that first photo, um, you've been known as Lost Pool Boy across everything across your music across your stream from day one was there any other name that you went by beforehand uh i'm not really other than like my real name like just my real life name that's that's kind of about it like other than that no it's just always been pool boy or lost pool boy okay now what made you come up with the branding of that because it's a clean name and it's very like it rolls off the tongue but, like, what, what made you come up with that name of all things? There, um, there's a story. I could tell. <laughs> you'll you'll kind of like it, though. But there's a lot of things that just came together, right? Because, like, I went by just my name, and I was like, this shit's lame as hell, right? Like, I don't want to just be my name, right? I want to mm -hmm. be... It, if, I, if I'm going to make music, if I'm going to do stuff, you know? And I was, I was also doing YouTube, I'm like... I want a cool name. I can be whatever I want, right? I could have people call me Fish Bubble Boobs if I wanted to, you know? That's not a bad so, name. So why the hell am I going to settle for just my name? Yeah. And I'm like, I, I screw it. You know what? So I, I got to thinking, and I was like, well, 
uh, we always had this nickname. These people I used to party with, like in uh, school and stuff, and yeah. these friends, and we always called ourselves like we would call ourselves the Pool Boys. Okay. All of our Facebook names back then, when Facebook was popping, you know, Facebook was like Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was all, it was all like, it was really cringy to be honest. But it, we were all like the Pool Boys, and we added it to our names, and we would go out or whatever, go to parties, and people would refer to us as the Pool Boys or whatever. And I was like, I don't know, I kind of liked that name. I was like, all right, so that's where the pool boy part came yeah. from. And then when I was thinking about my name, um, it was actually, you're going to like this one. I was actually thinking, like, I was playing I was playing Pokemon, uh, I think it was Fire Red. It okay. was Fire, no, it was, it was Leaf Green, actually. I was playing Pokemon Leaf Green, mm-hmm. and I seen it was like uh, Birdcatcher Tim or something, or Tom the Birdcatcher or something. Yeah. I was like, that's dope. This guy's got his got a name, and then he's like a bird catcher. And then there was like, uh, there was like, uh, scrambling kid, or you know how they do that? Yeah. They add these little, they add the name with like what what's going yeah. on with the person. I was like, you know what? That's dope. I like that. All right, I want to be a Pokemon trainer too. Fuck that, you know. So I made this character for myself. It's like Lost Pool Boy, because I don't know. Because after that, like all the party and stuff thing, it's like. It's like uh, I kind of got lost and, and, and moved on from that part of my life, and that's how I was feeling. And then it just kind of stuck, you know. And I, now people call me pool and, and I don't know, sometimes poo boy, and they fuck around with it. But, yeah, that's pretty much how it started. It was all just a bunch of things going into one. Why do you have one of the best, like, origin stories for a name that I've ever heard? Like, we've had Melmy <laughs> on, and, like, uh, imagine uh, that yeah. name. But, no, realistically, like, uh, th- that, much is, to that, story. that has, honestly, a really cool double meaning to it because it's two parts, but you would never expect it to be, right? And, and since it's yeah. stuck, you've been able to make really cool branding off of it. Uh, I couldn't get a high-resolution photo of your previous logo of just LPB. But the way that you had that logo was really nice, and that that's an OG thing. Not many people might know about that logo. What made you switch from that to, like, just who you are now? Your, your profile picture is your face. Your branding's about yourself, right? You have a little bit about water and pools and stuff like that, but mainly all the branding is about you. What made you go personal with everything? Yeah, you know, honestly, dude, I was, like, <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I was sitting here, and I was like, I don't even clean pools. Shit, matter of fact, I ain't swam in like eight months. <laughs> my name's Lost Pool Boy. I don't even, I live in Ohio for God's sake. I don't even live by a beach or by where it's sunny all the time. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And I was like, you know what? It's a cool name with a cool or- origin, right? It sticks yep. around. But my branding shouldn't be like all pools and water and stuff. Cause it's like, what the hell am I? I'm not swimming all the time. I'm not, I'm not a lifeguard, you know? Jesus Christ, for for Christ's sake, I look like a blown out muffin. Like, I can't be out here, you know, acting like I'm some pool boy and like cleaning, you know, these these cougars pools and stuff. I was like, I don't know. It just doesn't fit. Call me. I don't know. Uh, The beginning days of your Instagram was full of thirst traps like this and BDSM photos like this. So I don't know if you can say that you aren't one of those pool cleaning boys for cougars when you got these kind of photos, homie. So you want you you want to retract that? Maybe maybe you can make that uh that 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 film. This isn't the beach. This is a bathtub. There's there's backstories to these photos if you want them. I would love it. I picked this one in particular because you could tell I have a collection of Dragon Ball items. Hold on, I'm feeling sensitive. I gotta put on a beanie. Go ahead. <laughs> 
Uh, for people who might be new to these podcasts, I, I dig a little deep on some socials. Um, these, these were all at the beginning of his Instagram. Welcome all back. Right, so, Let's start so with the Dragon Ball photo. <laughs> uh, I like this one. I like this one. That I Okay, so that shirt right there. Yeah. Okay, so I got that shirt the same day this picture was taken. Okay. Here's what happened. I was skateboarding. And I was wearing, I was wearing like a, just like a, a tank top, right? Like a white undershirt, yeah. right? Um, I don't think, do I, I don't have one on right now. The, the white okay. beaters as they're called in a way. Even right, though, right, yeah. right. I was trying to avoid it, but yeah. yeah no, know. I know what you mean. <laughs> but I was like wearing one of those and it ripped like absolutely. Oh, and I I was supposed to go to the mall and hang with some friends, like, hang with my friend Kate at the time. Um, mm -hmm. She's super cool. She might pull up to the stream later, but. I was supposed to like hang out and I'm like, I can't just pull up to the mall in a broken undershirt. So I went to Walmart. That shirt was nine dollars and fifty cents right there. It's that such Dragon a Ball Fire shirt. That's what I'm saying, bro. I was like, there's no way I can pass this up. What kind of guy would I be to pass up this shirt right now? Yeah. Nine dollars. Oh, you got me. Come on. <laughs> but we went to uh the mall and the mall's like super abandoned. You know how malls get like abandoned and stuff? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Where it's like stores start moving out. Everybody's got a mall, at least. If it's not in their own city, it's like a city close to them. Oh, it's yeah. like that, right? Unless you live in bumfuck Wyoming. And for God's sake, get out of there if you do. Please do. Um, and, you know, it came to it came to where we were, like, walking around the mall. And I seen this I seen this place, and I'm like, mm -hmm. well, there's no, there's no like, no trespassing signs on it, right? And we should just, uh... We can walk back there, right? And, and the people I was with was like, nah, 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 bro. We probably shouldn't. I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm going in that bathroom because I seen this bathroom and it had it, it, it had penis written on the door in like spray paint. Okay. I was like, I have to go in that fucking bathroom. Yep. There's no way I'm not going in that bathroom. So what did we do? We went in the bathroom and I'm like, and I seen uh, there was like all that writing in different colors. Yeah. And I was like, what? They had Led Zeppelin written on there. There was yep. like real good art. And I'm like, someone went in this bathroom and made a fucking Muriel. Or what are they called? A mural. Uh, mural. Mural. Sorry. Oh, no. You're like KSI. <laughs> you can't pronounce mural. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't say a lot of words. Bro, it, a it's weird... a stupid word. Don't worry. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> and I was looking around. I'm like, yeah, I got to get a picture here. So like, Kate, grab the camera. Like, <clears throat> And uh, she, she flicked me up, if you know what that means. I took a picture. Yeah. And I like... I don't know why I was running my hair through my hands or if I thought I was fucking like Leonardo DiCaprio or something like yep. that. But uh, <laughs> that's the backstory that that's in a bathroom in an abandoned mall now. And that mall is getting torn down. So that's a once in a lifetime picture. I'm scared to ask about the backstory of this photo, though. Like, let, let's be honest here. <laughs> we're, we're talking BDSM now. We got chains on your hands, over your shoulders, your shirtless. You, you want to go into backstory of photos? We got this one. Oh, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. I like that one. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So the backstory of this photo. Uh-huh. This is actually, this and three other pictures is hanging up in an art school. Um, I'm not going to say the art school, so yeah, I don't course. leak, like, who took the pictures and yeah. stuff. Obviously, to be respectful. But the backstory of this this photo, it was taken, it, and it's hanging up in an art school. There's three photos with it. There's one on my front side, one on my back side, and then one of my hands with the chains running through them, and I'm holding a rose. Okay. I did a photo shoot with, uh, I, I, well, I was kind of dating the girl at the time, and she was doing a project for, um, and she was doing a project for her art school, the academy. Yeah. And 
basically where she needed to take like different pictures with uh with a different color lighting and kind of change the aspect of the photo like how how it's colored and and whatever anyways we painted this picture and i was recording an album at the time that was called um habits and history mm -hmm. so habits and history which is a archived album now i still have all the songs from it but it's archived uh, from when i did a an artist reset for myself yeah where i deleted everything but it's archived now but Habits and History was about kind of like my past and feeling like I was chained to my past and kind of getting through that. That album was made with a bunch of songs that was me explaining getting out of a, a toxic relationship that, that lasted a, a longer than it should yeah. and getting away from not only relationship stuff, but getting away from my past and everything that's, you know, I went through when I was young, like just stuff like that, just kind of letting go and how I felt chained to it. Mm -hmm. Habits and History. So the chains are kind of like the habits that I need to let go and the history is kind of like the dark setting surrounding me with the picture and everything. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, this was shot for my album, but the, her teacher ended up loving it. And so a lot of these three of these pictures are hanging up on the wall of that art school to this day. That's dope. Now, the one question to that is, how does that make you feel to know that there are shirtless photos of you in an art school and not in an awkward way, but like in a realistic way? How does that make you feel I like it? I like it because I'm the type of person that doesn't really like I don't really like sexualize nudity too much, mm. right? So like, say I'm I'm at a beach or something, and there's a girl in a, a bikini, like I that that won't ring it. in my head, right? Yeah. It's just like normal. So like when I think about stuff like art and stuff, I kind of just look past that. I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's it's art. It's, it's just art. like someone taking a picture of me right now in mm -hmm. my fucking Spencer's vest and my goddamn Slayer shirt and my chain from Myers. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Yeah, it'd be the same thing, you know? No, I know. I know exactly what you mean on that. And like you, you talking about what you're wearing, you are heavy into fashion. It seems like as a skater, usually skaters have a fashion sense and you rock it really well. Now, there's some of the things that a lot of people see you wear. Number one is beanies. You grabbed one already during this podcast. Mm -hmm. I've seen you wear a beanie that had four words on it. One of them being oh, a celebrity fuck. name. <laughs> Fuck, dude. If people want to go find that photo, go find out or go find his Instagram. Scroll down a little bit. Tell tell us about your beanie collection. Like, what what are some of your favorites? What are some of the reasons why you've bought a couple of them? If you have any to showcase, like your favorite ones, feel free to pull them up because I, I'm definitely intrigued. Um, you know, I got a lot of them. I got a, maybe like 13, 14 beanies, but I I think beanies are for when my hair grows out, and then when my hair is short, I I'll either wear like dad hats or nothing, right? But for some reason, I like uh, beanies because they hold your hair back. Yeah. I don't like sweatbands, stuff like that. But I've grown my hair out a few times. Actually, it's the longest it's ever been right now. Really? Uh, to be honest. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's 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 like it, my hair is really curly. But yeah. when I pull it down, it's like down to here, right? Yeah, you got, you got the shower, shower curtains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, beanies have always been something that kind of like it feels comfy to wear. But it's also kind of fashionable. But they're, they're super comfy to me. Like, I wear them in the summertime. I just wore one skating, so it held my hair out of my face. But that's it's that's my main purpose for beanies is to hold my hair so it's not all <laughs> flying around and everything. No, I, I know that. And, like, some of the photos that you post on, like, your Instagram, for example, you got a Calvin Klein beanie. A lot of people see you in. You got the I want to get that beanie. Um, <laughs> but you also have one that's showed – your love for something outside of music, outside of skating, and that was your <laughs> Bengals beanie, right? Your hometown football team. Hey, baby. 
They made it to the finals of the Super Bowl, and you were hyped as shit. Sadly, they that's the beat. <laughs> yeah, I got it on right now, yeah. Right, they made it to the finals of the Super Bowl. Sadly, they didn't win, but explain that feeling as somebody who seems like they are heavy into that sports scene for a home team. As a Toronto oh. Maple Leafs fan, I know how you feel when they actually make it to playoffs, let alone to a finals, because they haven't done that since I've been born. But Oh, yeah, you're from Toronto, so you know everything there is to know about bad sports teams. I mean, you might as well be Detroit. Uh, you're pretty close yeah, to there. Yeah, pretty close. So, uh, to be honest, though, all jokes aside, um, it was insane. It was, I, I, and I don't want people to call it cringy. Whatever they want to say, you know, say what you want to say. It was fucking insane. Yeah. It was a great feeling. I've lived around the city for, my, you know, my entire life. And it was like, the city was so happy. It was popping. Joe Burrow was the talk of the town. Jamar Chase was the talk of the town. That's all it was. The Bengals, everybody, to this day, you still see people out there, not even football season, wearing full jerseys. It was insane. When it was some of those playoff games, actually all of them, the city roads were just packed with people watching the game uh, that, that was broadcasting in OTR over the Rhine. That's yeah. right next to Kentucky, right? It is, it's like it was packed. Every bar was packed when games were going down. I mean, it was so, the city was just popping. It's already a busy city, right? It's already a pretty busy city mm -hmm. on its own. But that was insane. I mean, even miles outside of downtown, uh, miles and miles, all the way down, you know, maybe even an hour out, it was bars were packed every time there was a game. Because the Bengals have never made it that far, ever. Yeah. Since becoming a team in the franchise, the Reds suck. The Reds should just be sold. We don't even need a baseball team at this <laughs> fucking point. They're awful. They're on the they're on the path to becoming the worst baseball team in the history of baseball. So it's like we don't have the Reds. Our basketball team used to be Cincinnati Royals before I was even born, and that's gone. And it's like our hockey team's not even fully professional. So it's like what what do we have, right? Like what do we have to cheer for? Jake Paul. Huh? The Cleveland Brown? <laughs> fuck no. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Cavaliers? No. I'm not. It, fuck that. You know? Like, it, it felt so good to finally have something to where you could be proud of, like, where you live. I've lived, I, I've moved around to different states, but I've always kind of came back to this area. Yeah. And um, it, it felt so good, man. The city was so alive. Everybody was so happy. It was a beautiful experience. It really was. It was actually going to those games and... um. Going to those games and watching them and then watching the Super Bowl, that's some of the best memories of my life was going to those games and going out and cheering with people. I mean, every every goal that was happening, people would hug you that didn't even know you. Yep. People were, you were shaking hands. Everybody was dancing. It was so nice. It felt like everybody gave up on like all the bullshit in life and like let it, ignored it for a while and just let themselves be completely happy and cheer for this team that has never been good. We had 40-year-olds out there, 50-year-olds that have never had a good football team in their city that were just ecstatic. And it was so it was beautiful. That's how I explained it. It was beautiful to see people kind of decompress and let go of a lot of stress and be able to go out and cheer for something, to take pride into something. That was the most beautiful part about it. As somebody who experienced the uh the Raptors winning a few years before this, yeah, I can understand exactly what you mean when a team kind of bands together, or when a sorry, um, a town or city bands together for the team, it is ridiculous. And like, I, I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest, I'm not really a fan of basketball, don't watch it, but I bandwagon the fuck for the Raptors, right? They're, especially during the height moment I hear during the playoffs, I'm like, all right, bet I'm gonna keep up with it a little bit more. Then they make it to the semis. We're watching the games at a bar, and we're losing our shit at that point. 
And then yeah. the finals. Oh, my God, the finals. The city went nuts. Buses got flipped. Cop cars got flipped. Like, it looked like Chicago mm -hmm. at that point. But I'm just waiting for that to happen now with the Blue Jays. Um, but at this point, I don't know if they have a chance at the finals. But maybe the semis. Maybe. Maybe. Melmy understands because Melmy is also a Canadian. The Raptors, 2019, best year ever. Exactly. Now, outside of hobbies, I want to start getting into your, your, your Twitch career, where you started and everything like that. We briefly touched on it. But I want you to tell me, above all else, about the chlorine dream. It's a little pun based on your name, which I fucking love. The chlorine dream, baby. The chlorine dream. Tell me about yes. that. Where did it originate? The chlorine dream is just the chlorine dream. It's in every single one of us. Everybody. It's in everybody, whether you're aware of it or not. The chlorine dream is some people's juice. This chlorine people is some people's pride. The chlorine dream is everyone's passion. Uh, the chlorine dream, it is what it is. It's what we live for. It's what we live by. It's uh, it's just to never give up. It's like my thing that I always say. It's kind of like uh, it sounds goofy, but and and it gets it gets a little fun, funny and stuff. And uh, but it's it's like uh, it's like a battle cry, right? It's like we're all in this life together. We're in streaming together, content creation. We're all doing this entertainment. The chlorine dream is just like what flows through us. It's just yeah. that. Never give up mentality. It's that keep pushing mentality. Be great mentality. Be amazing mentality. It's the chlorine that fills your veins. That's what it is. I like that. When did you find yourself making that like a staple for you? Was that before streaming when you were pursuing music? Was that even before that maybe you were pursuing your skateboarding and you wanted to like be the best when you were still known as a pool boy? Like when did that start for you? uh the chlorine dream yeah like in particular for you before anybody else that you've passed it on to um i started saying it maybe like a maybe like six months into streaming okay I, and my my two years for streaming came up the other day by the way it was i, I thought ago. it was coming up yeah it just came up uh two days ago it just came up uh Damn, one of my my first sub ever came in and resubbed twitch tracker um, lying to me what the fuck <laughs> Wait, what did it say? What did it say? It told my, me my... May twenty sixth. I was about to say you're coming up on two years. <laughs> Fuck. No, it was like it was like May tenth, but May twenty sixth is probably around the time I got like uh, affiliate or something. Mm -hmm. It's probably probably around there somewhere. But um, yeah, the chlorine dream became a thing like six months into streaming. Mm -hmm. I, I was very scuffed. Like I've calmed down a lot. Yeah, but in the streaming, my mic gain was. I, I'll give you an example, okay? And everybody. With headphones, just please be aware real quick. But I'm going to give you an example of what it was like watching my stream back then. All right, guys. We're going to get it popping right now. We're going to go. Here we go, baby. The Corvette Dream, baby. We got this going. Get the music pumping in this beer, yeah. And, uh... My mic gain was always just on 100, no matter what. Like 150 yeah. if I could. Uh, I just, it was just a lot of yelling, a lot of disgusting, just, I don't know, dude. I was a big degenerate. And um, I would be streaming for like 10 hours a day, just yelling and listening to music and vibing out with people, uh, playing games a lot. I played games a lot more often. And I was like, I was just always hype. And I was like, this is the dream. This is the chlorine dream. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess it's that mentality in me that's like, Always go as hard as you can. Always work hard. Try your best. It's like yeah. the dream, you know? It's what we're all grinding for. 
No, I, um, I can respect that, like, very much so as somebody who also dealt with having a very loud mic at the beginning and then all of a sudden, you know, toning it back, filtering it a little bit more, understanding the everything that goes into it to make it sound better. Uh, I, I can understand when your mic is starting to sound like this and it's really loud for no reason. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of learning when it comes to Twitch. And what I want to ask you is when you first started off, right? You said May 10th was your uh, your two-year anniversary, which happy two-year. Fucking that just popped Thank a couple you. days ago because my stats are wrong. Um, You already had a following on Instagram through your music career. Do you feel like having that following made it a lot easier for you compared to most when it came to starting Twitch, hitting affiliate, and just having a fan base at the beginning? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh. Cause right when I started, I never really had, uh, you know what there, there was times where I streamed with zero viewers and I would just stream for hours mm -hmm. and someone would come in, I'd start conversation with them and I was streaming on YouTube at that time. Okay. Um, and I was like, this sucks. And, uh, but I kept going and I was like, you know what? I'm going to Twitch. I don't know what made me go to Twitch. I think I seen, I think I was watching like Asmongold or something. Okay. At that time. And I like loved Asmund Gold. And I was like, he's streaming on Twitch. They're, you know, they know what's going on. There's not a lot of people really doing it on like YouTube as much, you know? So I was like, I don't know if I like this, right? So I moved I moved over to Twitch. And that's when I started putting it on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I started putting it out there that I was like starting streaming. And as soon as I got to Twitch, I never really like was a, you know, average like zero one viewer. I always had people in the stream. Yeah. Um, the second I moved over there and started putting it, so yeah, absolutely, it helped me out a lot, like just having people come in. But it was very, it was very hollow. It helped me like start growing and start a community and start building that family feel to to the stream. Yeah, it definitely helped me with that. But a lot of it, 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 it just it mostly helped on the discoverability end to help me find that community because I can say from that following that I had previously from music and everything, mm -hmm. it didn't convert too well. I'd say maybe about two or three people from way back then will still stop in my stream. None of them regular viewers. Yeah, no, I definitely understand that too. With uh, a couple of my mods being like my personal friends, they're at day one where they're all the time supporting, right? As you grow up, as you get older, and as you, uh, the honest truth behind it, you see your friend's success, you tone back slightly because you know you're not really needed anymore. But in regards to having that following already and people just coming and going, you know that's the part of Twitch. You've been doing this for two years now. Do you wish that you could change anything from when you started or do you feel like the start that you had was meant to be? Um, uh, you know... I don't think I'd change a thing. I think uh, I'm one of those guys that just kind of goes with the flow. Like yeah. I just ride life out, right? Like I, uh, I I don't have a lot of regrets in life. Actually, I probably have no regrets in life. Uh, like the word of Miller's guys, no regrets across his chest. Exactly. I would get that <laughs> tattoo. I would. Donation I, goal? I, I don't. Donation goal. <laughs> yeah. We got some of your community members in here. What do we got to do to get that tattoo done? <laughs> You know, I wouldn't take back a thing. I think all the experiences, all the even the rough ones, all of them made our community what what it is now to mm -hmm. this day. 
uh, with a lot of us are very close, and um, I don't know. We it's almost like a lot of the struggles that I had in the beginning taught me more, and a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the bad stuff and good stuff taught me so much. I don't think I'd take back a thing. I think learning and all the growth I went through was very, very good. I wouldn't change a thing. That's oh, my answer. I like that. Now, one thing that I've known of since I've met you is that you and I are very similar in our streaming habits, and everybody will tell us we're doing it wrong. You've proven them wrong. I'm proving them wrong. But I'm pulling up two photos here. That is our streams ever since we started. Do you notice somewhat of a trend about how many boxes are full and how many are not. Uh, we stream pretty much every single day, both of us. And yeah. I feel like that that's one of the main things I like about you is because I can relate to that you're not supposed to do this, but I do it anyways mentality for Twitch. Um, in reality to it, has your streaming schedule ever felt like it's interrupted anything else going on in your life because with you you've done irl streams you 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 produce a lot of music and you ba you basically take your just normal discord calls and turn them into a stream with the music production and contests and stuff like that that you do now but has streaming this entire time felt like it's interrupted any of your daily life stuff or has it just become a part of you my love life can I high five you through the fucking cam? <laughs> yep, that's uh, that's probably one of the biggest things. Yeah, <laughs> is that uh, it though, or not... do you feel like it's just kind of become like a part of you and you've accepted it that you you enjoy doing this every day? I think like sometimes, uh, you know, like I I there will be things on my stream that I like need to get finished or like do, and things that I need like I haven't fixed my sound alerts in three days because I've just been streaming. Cause I had to like reinstall windows on my computer. Right. And like mm -hmm. get a fresh start. And, uh, after I did that, I just haven't had, I literally haven't had like the time or like done stuff, but I get into calls with really close people to me. A lot of the times, like late at nights and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I do productive stuff while I'm in the call with them. So like I I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm talking to them and I'll get stuff done that I need to, as far as like recording music or getting artwork done for people that I do. Cause I do artwork for people sometimes and like banners, digital art, whatever. Uh, you know, any type of collab, mu you know, music I need to do. Um, you know, <laughs> go ahead. You can talk about anything in chat. Don't go listen. Ahead. Don't listen to her, dude. Okay, <laughs> I have been playing a lot of Smash Bros. I'm not gonna lie, but I'd say the main thing that it takes away from is like my yeah, just like dating and stuff like that. Like I can't do it. Like. You know, maybe I, I would honestly, I'm to the point where I, I wouldn't do I probably wouldn't do anything in person at this point or like I don't, I don't have enough time to do that. Like if mm. I was to like get into something with somebody, it would be have to be someone that understood my lifestyle and like streaming yeah. and someone someone I could talk to online for the most part or like over the phone rather than like in person a lot. Unless, you know, they were like live together or something, but it's kind of hard to get to that point without it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's, like, the most damage is done. Because as far as my friends, my friends are very understanding. I've made sure I have, like, a healthy friend group surrounding me that understands, you know, like, I'm very busy. And today, like, today I had a window right before the stream, which is why I came here right after skating. Mm -hmm. I had a window of time where I could chill with my buddy, uh, a few of my buddies at the skate park, and uh, talk to him and stuff like that. 
And he understood that I could only be there for like an hour, right? Like very micro times within my schedule and they'll spend that and then they won't get mad at me because I've made sure that I've built that, you know, we have that healthy friendship and that adult friendship. Yeah. And, and I think that's important. Sorry, I 100% agree that like the adult friendship side of it is more important because we're not kids anymore. Right. We, yeah. we have our schedules. We're all working. We're all we all have our hobbies that do com like conflict with the time that we have. We only got 24 hours in a day and a third of it we usually need to spend sleeping. Right. So at the end of the day, I understand that. I can also agree that having the core group of friends that just understand what your lifestyle is about helps so much with that social side of your life. Uh, but I'm going to ask you a question. You want to out yourself? Is there any current streamer you're crushing on that knows your lifestyle? <laughs> you going to out uh, yourself or you plead the fifth? Can we go to the next question? He's pleading the fifth. He's got one. He's got one, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, we'll no, get it no, eventually. I don't know. I just, uh, what's, um, so what, what's the next question? Yeah. <laughs> um, when you started off your streams, you, you said you were gaming a little bit, but majority of it was showing off, uh, people that just wanted to get their music out there. Right. You're laughing. You have a thought in your head right now. You want to say it. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm made me nervous, dude. Like, oh, no. That's the right. thing. I got to catch you off guard a little bit. We can't have just nah, a straight line conversation. Can I say, can I say, uh, Asmund Golden? Is that, can I, or that XQC? works. That works. Yeah, there we go. There you there go. There, go. There, there's your streaming crushes. Ah, if you, dude, if you, you see me off guard with that one, dude, you got it. Oh, this is fun. Uh, this is why I love doing it because I can just get genuine reactions like that on just improv comments. It makes sense. It's fun. But you you sprinkle some gaming here and there in your content. But a lot of it from when you started was just showing off your community members and just new people who wanted to find you and show you their music. You, you briefly touched on it, but I want to expand on it a little bit more. When you started streaming, you said that you wanted to give people and artists up and coming and producers that that platform to where they might not have had that exposure to begin with where was the inspiration behind that to start why did you choose that over let's say gaming um yeah i started off streaming like wow and stuff like that you know like runescape wow mm -hmm. just like degenerate late night gaming and i was like uh i don't know gaming content is like I like to be fully involved and focused on the chat uh, for the most part. I like to – I talk a lot. Like, if you watch my stream, at least if a song's not playing, I'm talking 100% yeah. of the time. The whole time I'm streaming. So it came to a point where it was like gaming just wasn't – I game a lot. I play a lot of competitive Smash, Smash Bros. Like, I play online on Slippy. I play Melee a lot. Uh, I, I'm always, I, I game a lot, like mm -hmm. a lot, a lot, just as much as I make music. Um, I'm a huge gamer, but it's like, as far as streaming goes, uh, I noticed right off the bat that I enjoyed so much more being able to focus directly on chat. I love the music content and I love animated emotes going off. I love the more active chat that comes with doing just chatting and, and music content. Mm -hmm. um, I just love that aspect a lot more than like gaming and stuff because I, I do get very focused. And if I was going to do gaming content, I would be mostly focused, especially with Smash Bros where, you know, you, 
I mean, when you're on a controller, you know what a wave dash is. A lot oh, of people yeah. don't know what a wave dash is. You know, you're like, you're, you're constantly in melee, Smash Bros. Melee, you're constantly moving, like you're super focused. Yep. I wouldn't be able to read chat. It would just be kind of like, it would be cool for people who enjoy the game, but it would be a snooze fest for everybody else, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I kind of got to that point where I was like, yeah, I just enjoy music and chatting a lot more. It was mm -hmm. way more fun for me. So that's the option I went for. And honestly, I feel like it's paid off because if you were a gaming streamer as good as you might be at Smash or any other game that you play, you know the meta right now is a just chatting streamer. Uh, it's it's yeah. If you're good at it, you grow and you gain success quickly. And everybody's definition of success is different, right? Uh, it, it could be mm -hmm. correlated to the chlorine dream as you were talking about earlier. Like your chlorine dream could be success as it runs through your veins. But at the end of the day do you ever plan on bringing gaming content back or do you think the path that you're going with your streaming right now is the path that you've meant to be going on i will uh yeah i'll probably end up bringing gaming back you know eventually like i'll do some gaming and stuff mm -hmm. but i'm not gonna play stuff like uh i'll probably play like story mode games and just have anybody who wants to watch them like a game that i could finish in one stream variety stuff like that probably pop open the smash bros and just run games with people that want to play against me yeah just stuff like that but um i'm i'm, I'm a very I'm, I'm a type of streamer that just does i i, I don't listen I, I i feel bad sometimes to my community but at the same time i'm like fuck it you know <laughs> but i do whatever i want in a sense it's like if i if i want to like do a certain type of stream i just do it like one day i got i, I one day uh this is actually maybe not even a month ago I was like, ah, fuck it. It was like three. It was like actually, it was four in the morning, and I started playing Burning Crusade World of Warcraft, okay. like WoW Classic. And uh, all my community came in, and we were like getting raids. I was just chilling, playing Burning Crusade, like just, just roaming around in the gr in in the game, leveling up and undead, like just not doing shit, just talking to everybody, and because I just felt like it. I don't know. Yeah. There was no backstory to it. There was no plan to it. There's no schedule to it. I just wanted to do it. So I think that's, like, whenever I feel like I want to do something like that, or especially when I get my new PC and there's uh, more uh, availability as far as games I can stream, then yeah, I definitely will. Yeah, it's been mentioned in chat that the only game that your PC can run is fucking Smash Bros, but... Who said that? Uh, I ain't exposing them. Who said I, that? I ain't a snitch. <laughs> but, um... A lot of real mom gaming. I want to get into the halfway point of the stream. There's a couple segments that we like to do. Uh, one halfway, just 20 rapid-fire questions. Get to know you a little bit better before we go back into the Twitch conversations here. Uh, but first answer that comes to your mind, if you want to build on a story, feel free to. As you said, you like to ramble and talk about stuff like that. If you're passionate about one of your answers, build on it. As long as this doesn't take 44 minutes like it has in the past, I think we're good. Uh, but, yeah, I want to start off with what's your favorite day of the week? Monday fair weirdest answer what's your favorite city in the u.s besides the ones that you lived in i hate every city i'm gonna sit here until i get a proper answer <laughs> um is that your answer toronto fair favorite holiday valentine's day First celebrity crush. Cryo Justin. What are you? Sh I, I said celebrity. Uh, 
I thought you were about to say like Harley Quinn based on one of your videos in the past. Also, my encoder is going nuts and like everything is stuttering. Great place you want to travel to the most currently. Toronto. Cake or pie? Cake, because it reminds me of booty. Ass fat. Favorite ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. Homie, we're best friends. We are best fucking friends now. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Of course. Did your partner hate you for it? Because I feel like you did it in a relationship. If she did hate me for it, I'd break up with her. Fucking facts. On a scale from 1 to 10, how good at you at keeping secrets? Amazing. 10. 11. Anybody who says 10, I feel like is lying. But in your case, an 11 seems like an appropriate answer. Big dogs or small dogs? Big dogs, because I'm a big dog. What's your favorite car currently? 1979 Pontiac Fury. I like it. What color in particular? Okay, there it is. With a chrome trim. Ooh. If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Pussy. I was waiting for you to say booty, but okay. Giving or getting presents? Giving. Pizza or pasta? Pasta. Favorite video game series of all time? Smash Bros. At what age do you want to retire? Never. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark. L.A. or New York? New York. What's your favorite clothing brand? Hate them all. Goodwill. Good answer. Scale from 1 to 10, how good are you at trivia? Amazing. 11. You better keep that energy at the end of this podcast because we got trivia to go through. We'll have 15 questions, and we'll see if you get an 11 out of 10. That's the 20 questions. <laughs> you really went rapid fire mode with that. I respect it. But you, know you said that, that Cryo Justin was a celebrity, so I'm not sure how I feel about your honesty now. He's <laughs> my, my favorite. I changed it to Pokemane, though. You did. You did like change celebrity. it to Pokemane. That was the yeah. quickest rapid fire. By far, it was. I want to say a date to you, and I want to to I want to see if you can name what happened on that date in specific. And this is according to Twitch Tracker, so it could be off. July twenty fourth, twenty twenty. What was that the start of? Officially. Um, did I get partner that day? In twenty twenty. Oh wait, wait really? <laughs> did I get a July 24th, 2020 was the official start of Pool Boy Radio. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the biggest staples to your stream. And I feel like Pool Boy Radio was a thing well before it had a name, right? As a lot of our reoccurring stuff on stream has. But that's when you officially started it. What made you come up with the idea of Pool Boy's Radio? And why did it become one of the biggest staples of your stream? One of the most consistent things and, like, what did you want to create with that originally? Was that the showcasing artists and producers, or was it something else? Um, So before it was called Sleepy Feedback, because I would stream late nights, and I'd stream all night, and uh, it was, like, music feedback, where you give people feedback on their music. Yeah, I didn't like the feedback aspect and review aspect. I didn't like the idea that every song I heard, I had to tell someone what they could fix about it. Because some people are more experienced than me and better than me, and I acknowledge that as a musician and as a person. Mm-hmm. So 
there's certain songs, and I just, I don't know, I didn't like the review aspect. It takes too long, it becomes a snooze fest, and feeling like you have to evaluate fully every song. Eh. If there's little places I can help somebody or tell them how I truly feel they could make the song a little cooler, in my personal opinion, I will do that. But as far as a full review and feedback, I don't really want to do that. I want it to be more of a radio aspect, right? Mm-hmm where I listen to the music, we vibe out, we hype it up, they drop their links, promote themselves, and we keep going. We have a good time. Yeah. So uh, what originally, like, you know, just getting into that and everything, it was like, I so there was a community I was part of when I first started, like, uh, when I first started recording music, right? Because I've always been rapping and, like, freestyling. Like, mm-hmm. I've done cyphers, rap battles, whatever. Uh, I've sang, you know, stuff like that. I've tried to be a part of bands, vocalists and bands, stuff like that, and, you know. And But when I first started recording, I started making more like uh, emo, emo trap because that was kind of, it was a new thing and I was trying to, you know, wanted to try it out. It was when little people starting to first come around, stuff like that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I was like in a community and they were, it was like in a discord, it was called Quick Death. Okay. And I would go to the and they would do uh, YouTube streams on one of the producers' channels where they would co- you go in and send in your song and I was like this is dope and I loved it and then over time that person started streaming I was like I miss that mm-hmm. I was like wait why don't I just create my own space what the fuck it's not like this shit's locked up you know ah yeah. fuck that so I went and I was like all right I'm gonna do my own thing so I started doing it and then I uh, I ended up falling in love with it and I would stay up until. I mean, when I first started, it would be like four people in my stream sending me their whole discography, like every song they ever made, you know? And so I'd be up till 8 a.m. talking to these musicians, getting to know them, and just listening to their music all night, over and over again, listening through full albums. Now it's a little more hectic, and I have to do like certain rules and stuff, but back then, that's, that's like, I just fell in love with it. There's a serious passion I have with like everything that I, that I do with it, and just going live and just streaming. I just, I love it so much, you know, and yeah. Um, as soon as I started doing that content and building a community and just really doing it, it was like it took me away from a lot of stress that I had. It relieved a lot of stuff, and I finally felt like I had that passion that I could keep going. Music's always been a passion, right? Yeah. But it always kind of got to me the part about, I don't know, not showing your personality as much sometimes or having to have a certain image that you have to st- stick to. I was like, live stream content, I can go on here for hours, ramble, talk, get to know people, meet new people, uh, have fun. I'm like, this is fucking dope. This is way better than just dropping a song and hope it does good. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people, that's what they want. That's for them. And that's cool. But for me, I wanted more out of it. Okay, so. Nah, I understand exactly what you're talking about with that, too. And like in the aspect of content creation as. Like, I, I do a lot of variety. I have my just chatting stuff, you know, like the podcast, like um, Trolley Cheats, or sorry, not uh, Trolley Cheats Trivia, Trolley Trivia and stuff like that as well. I also do a lot of gaming content, and a lot of it is just surrounded by the fact you post something that you feel like is good, and you hope that it does well. Most of the time, it doesn't. Sometimes it does. I had a real go or blow up an extra 2,500 views overnight, and I was getting spam liked. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It, it's one that literally said the word cunt. I won a Scrabble game with the word cunt. That was it. And it had like 40 views and then all of a sudden shot up to 2,800. And I'm like, <laughs> I posted this two days ago. Where was this then? It's like you never know what's going to happen with traction in any kind of content creation that you do. So I understand what you mean by that. And now that you are at the position that you are with streaming and you have all of these people coming in to your streams to 
basically promote their music. They they want your audience to hear it. They potentially want feedback and stuff like that as well. And you're also, you know, putting producers up against each other for memes, making community songs and stuff like that. A, a lot of it can be draining and it, it can be mentally taxing. What I want to ask you is what do you do to kind of balance out that stress of needing a successful stream for example like what do you do before stream do you have any pre-stream rituals do you do yeah. anything after stream to decompress what do you do yeah i meditate every day i like that every day i do meditation sometimes i do it multiple times a day if i need to but mm -hmm. i collect my thoughts i feel like as humans we have this habit and cycle we get into where we we keep running and running and running we let that hamster take over in the wheel and just keep going and we just keep proceeding through life and we don't take a lot of time to slow down collect our thoughts understand ourselves understand what's going through our mind and process it mm -hmm. not a lot of people slow down i didn't for I years don't. so i realized i was like i need to slow down so i always take time to collect my thoughts every day whether it be once twice three times um i always take time to slow down Keep life from just rolling quick, 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 quick. Because that's how you burn yourself out. You get stressed out. And that's how you, you damage your mental. Yep. So now I take time to, uh, yeah, I take time to process my thoughts, uh, evaluate myself. Uh, just think. Just take time to think deeply. Talk to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Think about where you're at. Life is at. Um, and that helps me with everything. That's like the basis, right? That's the foundation for what gets me through everything and what what helps me right and that's the foundation now that helps me uh when it comes to numbers and stuff not worry about that never worried about that uh never wasn't like a numbers guy or anything like that I just do my thing because i love doing it right yeah um it's nice it's nice to when things pop off or things do really well but at the same time i'm not sad if they don't you know because in my eyes i'm content it helps me remain content uh, yeah. that's a big thing as well uh, you find yourself often being a streamer, being a musician, being a content creator. You want more, 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 more. You have a goal in mind. You get to that goal. Uh, you keep wanting more. Uh, it's like it just keeps building, which is a, it's good, right? You're ambitious. Mm -hmm. You want to you wanna achieve. You want success. But at the same time, you have to learn to be content with where you're at. Yep. You have to learn to appreciate yourself. Not self-love. I'm not a big person on like self-love or yeah. stuff like that i'm more of a self-appreciation type of person learning to appreciate where you're at what you're doing learning to tell yourself hey you're doing okay you're doing a good job don't stress now it's okay to be ambitious and motivated that's good set goals for yourself but once you reach a goal appreciate that you reach that goal and then keep moving don't just keep moving yeah appreciate yourself so that's one thing that I've added into uh, living my everyday life is slow down with with and do some meditation, do some thinking, breathe, and understand that I'm doing all right. I'm okay where I'm at. Be content. Don't always just want more, 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 more. Don't live a greedy cycle of a life that'll lead you to nothing but off a cliff that you can't may not be able to come back from. Yeah. I, I honestly need to start doing that more. Uh, I'm a person that just lets that hamster keep running and running and running and running and running. 
the one thing that I will say is the appreciation side. Self-appreciation is something that I focus on more. Like, you know, you set that goal, you hit it, you take time to just appreciate that you hit it. Set another goal after, right? It's not the fact of wanting to be greedy like some people are, and you can tell who they are. Um, it's more in the fact of just, I feel like self-appreciation also needs to tie into like knowing your worth in an aspect mm -hmm. of like being content of where you are. You got to know where you are, right? You, you can be as a streamer, for example, sitting on a five viewer average to start acknowledge you're at a five viewer average, appreciate that you're at it because you are at a point where you started at zero. Now you're at five. Right. If you want to talk yeah, about numbers or stuff like that, if you are content with your content, that's a great place to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Figure out where you might want to go next. But if you're content with what you're creating, it's going to show. And for you, it shows you are happy with what you do. You love what you do. Streaming's a passion. Music's a passion. Be able to do both of them at the same time is a blessing. And it's mm -hmm. it's honestly great to watch you do your craft. Yeah. Right? One thing I always preach is. Uh, even though growth is what you want and you want to get better, right? You, as a streamer especially, and this is something I do myself, okay? It's something that I, I, I kind of live by when it comes to streaming and content creation is even though you want growth, you want new people to come in, don't forget to appreciate the people that are already there. Don't Amen forget that. Amen to that. Like, it's, without those people, new people aren't coming in. Exactly. That, that's really what it is. And as much as I like say I hate my mods, I hate my VIPs, once you get that badge, I ignore your messages. It's all a joke. Like They, they become that, that tight-knit community. Uh, and it's not like to put anything against anybody else who might be brand new or who might have been here with like for a while without like a VIP badge or a, sub bad or, or a mod badge. Those badges mean absolutely jack shit, realistically. If you are here, if you are having conversations with me, if you are ha helping chat flow, if you are talking with other people like you guys are doing uh, during the podcast, it mm -hmm. means so much more than me than anybody knows. And the fact that you guys are able to help me do what I do, I can't thank you enough for. And I feel like you're the same way with your community. Like without them, you can't really do what you're doing at least right now where you're at you could go back to what you were doing but the scale that you're at now you need the people to be submitting you need to to kind of have that community feedback and that community to listen and stuff like that or else it goes back to square one and to appreciate where you're at now it, it all ties into that mm -hmm. right now one thing that you've been doing since day one we keep bringing up is giving that platform to these artists and upcoming producers I want you to talk about one person in particular, first person that comes to your mind that met that you met through your stream. They showed you their music. They showed you their production. You maybe gave them some feedback and they've come back time and time again, impressing you. There's gotta be one person that you can talk about that oh, has done that a lot, a lot. I, there's one guy who, uh, First started coming to my stream when I first started. Uh, his name's Lovesick. He doesn't really come around much because he's really busy now. Mm -hmm. When he first started coming to my stream, I mean, he was like, didn't know, he, he didn't, he was just starting to make beats. I mean, he was making like Juice World type beats that, you know, it just wasn't nothing. Now he's getting like serious placements with big artists and he's out there doing crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. There's another one, my buddy Prop, when he first started coming to my stream, he always made pretty good music. 
but then he really started getting into his bag and like recording and he got a record deal um with actually the same record the same record label as Murray, if you know Murray the artist who was on XXL uh, freshman okay. list um I think it was last year with like Coyle Ray and all them mm-hmm. but um just so many people yeah that come back time and time again especially over like the span of because it's been two years technically now but a lot of a lot of people that'll come back for you know a year i see people improve in weeks sometimes especially with all the sample flips and uh battles that the the community does all that people just improve so quick sometimes so yeah the time and time again it's just countless countless amounts of people um it's just crazy to me like the, the and I think a lot of the times, especially when when musicians will hop in the voice chats together and cook up together, yeah, uh, spit game back and forth to each other about you know music and stuff, they they improve very quickly. They have that you know they they teach each other. They go together, you know. Yeah, no, I can understand that. Now, with your tight knit community being able to feed off of each other, they also feed off of you in a way where they got some stories that they like to talk about. And I've got three from your community. <laughs> and I I want you to explain these stories based on a topic. And Does the first names next to them. I could give you the names, but I'm gonna keep them anonymous. <sighs> if I mean, unless they speak up in chat and you read them. But the first one I've been told about, and the emotes already been put in chat. You ate two whole raw glizzies, dog. What was that about? Was a ridge drop kick. You ate that? two whole raw glizzies, dog. What that was, was that Rich about? That was Rich Drop Kick. Okay, I don't eat hot dogs anymore. Um, but it was about two months ago, I think, probably around there. I had an emote of uh, a Pepe eating a, a hot dog. And it was like eating it down, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, a streamer buddy of mine, right? His name is Big Duck Energy. Right, big I don't dog, even know yeah. why I'm. I don't know why I'm giving him any extra eyes or any type of shout out, because <laughs> a week later, after I added that emote, he had his own emote of him eating something like that. There's the same emote, just ripped the hell out of it. All right. Ripped the hell out of my emote. So one time he raided me, and I said, "You think you can eat food like me? You think you can dog food like me? Huh?" You think you could do that? So then I I deep throated two glizzies. I double I dual wielded them and just ate them right on stream. Just completely swallowed them right in front of them. It was almost like if you've seen two apes pull up to each other, right? Like walk up to each other and they start beating on their chest. Yep. Right? It was like it was like that, right? I was showing him I was the alpha. That's what was happening in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> I got told about the fact you wanted to one up your homie who just ate a whole banana but that just makes it even better (laughs) it gets worse too because then over the next few weeks if that wasn't bad enough the whole community all has their own emote like mine okay but it's them eating different foods i have a friend dj stat his is him eating a carrot the same emote just him eating a carrot uh and then a digital artist god love her soul she's the sweetest person ever but she starts like she's making bank off of people buying these emotes off of her now (laughs) So my fucking emote turns into some kind of fucking like like, like business opportunity. Like good, good I'm, the blame is not on her for making the emotes. The blame is on them for wanting that damn emote in their own way. Okay, oh one of them, God. one of the homies got them eating a cookie. Another one eating, uh, you know, an enchilada. There's another one eating a chimichanga. Another one eating falafel. It's like Jesus Christ. 
So you made a cult based on one emote. <laughs> one em emote in the whole community has their own emotes as this. I'm like, gee, I really wish you guys just never would have hit affiliate. Like, honestly. I uh, wish you guys would have never had the opportunity to have emotes. Yep, there's there's another one in chat right there. That's, there's been yep. about four posted so far. <laughs> there's been the hot dog, there's the banana, there's the chimichanga, and now the carrot. What has been your favorite one or the most original one? Mine! Beside yours. Where it all started! That's it. You can't tell me that one of them had you rolling at like the no. I don't of food. like any of them. I I they're all terrible. They're all terrible. Everyone copied the emote I, and then didn't even let me be a trendsetter. Like they're just like, huh? Oh, look at my new emote. So cutesy. Ah, oh, shut the fuck up. That's my emote. They just took it and did, they take it and then they throw it on the ground. They spit on it, threw it in a trash can, added it to their emote list, sitting there. Oh, let me type out my my own little name for this emote. <laughs> fuck you, dude. Took my emote and trashed it right down the drain. Well, I want to keep this passion going into the second topic also about food. What's your opinion on a cheese coney? I quit eating. What was your opinion on a cheese coney? I ate, I ate at least three every day. What are they? I'm uncultured. It's a chili cheese dog. Um, you, you got a hot dog on a bun with chili and cheese, and then you got mustard on top. It's... Uh, it's a it's a a place around here started. It's called Skyline. It's a Cincinnati special place, and it's 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 kind of it's really well known. Yeah. Uh, throughout like United States and stuff, uh, uh, but it started in Cincinnati, so a lot of the city will eat like chili, and it's not very common. It's like Greek style chili on hot dogs or spaghetti, like chili spaghetti. Uh, and um, yeah, it was like a big part of my branding for a while, but I stopped eating. And I I couldn't eat it anymore. That's fair. What what made you just turn away from it? Was it like a health reason, or you just kind of got sick of them? I I don't eat I don't really eat meat anymore. Okay. Um, I respect it. Yeah, I just like like I I haven't eaten meat in a while. Um, I just I've been on a very strict diet, and also Sky Skyline is like oh my god, it makes you feel like shit. So mm -hmm. I was just like eating it every day and just feeling like garbage every day, and I was like, yeah, this ain't for me, dude. Did did switching from meat? I'm I, I don't want to, like, assume, but I'm going to say that you are now, like, vegetarian. Not vegan, but vegetarian. Pretty, actually, probably vegan, yeah. Okay. I respect it. I respect it. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't, like, use a lot of, like, um, I don't know. I I guess I just kind of cut it all out. Like, all I really eat, to be honest, is, like, spicy noodles right now mm -hmm. and, and beans. Spicy noodles, beans, stuff like that, peanuts. Um, I've been working out lately because streaming got me really fat. Like, it fattened me up a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, yeah, I, I got to do something about this, right? Because I just, like, I'm out of breath just walking upstairs, right? Like, I walk up a flight of stairs, and I feel like I was just in a UFC fight with John fucking Jones. It's like, yeah, the same for me. I feel that, honestly. but And I don't even have stairs. Walking to the bathroom, I'm out of breath. It feels like I ran a marathon. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. I got tired. I'm like, all right, let's fix it. I got, I got one back more. Into skating, working out. Yeah. I got one more. Okay. Why do you love giraffes? Melmi sent this one in, didn't she? Why do you love giraffes? Melmi sent this one in. All right. Like, you, you, you have an obsession with giraffes when you're drunk. You love to send photos of giraffes to your friends when you're drunk. So my question for you is how many giraffe photos do you have saved on your PC and your phone right now? <laughs>
Where did this love start, and why is it not of platypus instead? This is Mel. Mel did this. <laughs> she, I like you. I don't even. You don't even have to say it. You don't even have to do it. I know she sent this one in. Not at all. Why would you expose me like that? <laughs> why would you? What is wrong with you? We were having such a good conversation, and now we just made it better. Tell us your opinion on giraffes. What's going on with them? You know, I'll expose her then. She baits me with giraffes. <laughs> she'll like, she'll sometimes she'll bait, dude. She baits, dude. She'll literally take like a picture of a giraffe in a thong or something or in like lingerie and send it to me. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Some like rule 34 giraffe shit and send it. To, she tries to bait it out of me, dude. She tries to release the demon, bro. <laughs> like one time we were broke. in a discord call with like it was probably like eight and nine other people and her and she turns her camera like she puts on her overlay she's like using her virtual camera in obs and she puts like a sexy giraffe on her overlay and don't don't deny that because i remember <laughs> yeah i remember when that happened and now whenever we're like in voice calls with the homies and shit like and i'm drunk like i, I just have a bad habit of for some reason i look up giraffes and uh, send them pictures of a bunch of giraffes. Uh, I don't know why. I love platypuses. That's my favorite animal, platypus. Yep. But when I'm drunk, it's like giraffes are kind of my obsession. And all the homies pretty much know it. Know when I'm drunk because I'll, I'll like bring up giraffes or just. And then I'll wake up the next morning with a hangover and like my wallpaper set to giraffes. <laughs> like my, I have like 16 tabs open of just Google images of giraffes. Like I have a fucking YouTube documentary about giraffes on, you know, it's like, dude, it was bad. I gotta be on one of these calls when you're just ranting about <laughs> giraffes at this point. Cause that will be <laughs> fucking hilarious. I don't know how they put up with me sometimes. I don't. Like, the, the people that are really close to me, my, I have no idea how they put up with me. <laughs> I really don't, dude. I'm like, how the fuck did I not get kicked out? Like, how the fuck did you guys not disconnect me? How the fuck do you put up with me? How do you deal with me? It's because it's they love me, and they know it. it it's all right. If you want They accept to, my giraffes. Just, just find what animal Melmi's obsessed over that's not a panda, right? Panda's her favorite kind of thing, but we just need that that animal Duh. that she talks about when she's drunk. A duck? Ducks. She always sends me ducks, yeah. Well, there you go. Not you got beef on her or sorry, you got dirt on her. She's got dirt on you on your guys' favorite animals, but just wait. Oh, I got more dirt on her. I can keep going. Fuck. Where were you when I had her on the podcast? Fuck. Dude. I was watching that podcast. God listen, damn it. <laughs> did you know that she she is attracted to Omen from Valorant? Like she actually has an obsession with Omen. Yes. Like, like majority of the nights, all right, if you ever see, if you ever see Mel on Discord and she's online, she's, like, looking at Rule 34 pictures of Omen. Like, like he's got fucking, like, a 16-pack of abs, right? Like, yeah, her, Bex, all her friends, I'll expose the shit out of her. She's got <laughs> Omen everywhere. Dude, I, I, I don't give a shit. She wrote a poem about Omen. Like, it's, yeah, she wants to get on me, dude. I, she's accepting it, unlike you. You want a justification for your giraffe, homie. Because what? hers is like some cool guy with a fucking hood and mine's a giraffe. Like, what am I supposed to say? Sorry, I'm a furry? Like, no, dude. How am I? Listen, you don't understand how hard this hurts me. I can't dress up as a giraffe and make love to anybody because how do you dress up as a giraffe? I don't have a long ass neck. Can we get a cosplay of a giraffe as like a donation goal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Can it you works. pull up the Twitch con as a giraffe? 
Like, what do we it's gotta like, do? What am I supposed to do? Crank up my neck, dude, and just like. Kuss, 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 yeah, you know, like you know, like the rings that just help extend the neck. Just wear those. <laughs> that's all you gotta do. It's easy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like certain culture. I would probably get canceled if I do that. Actually, also, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know if you just think I'm just like a rock'em sock'em robot where someone hits me, like it's gonna <laughs> bring and my head's gonna shoot up. But I don't really have a giraffe neck, okay? But you could just. You, you do realize that there's giraffe cosplays. I don't know if you know Toys R Us, but their logo and their mascot, or not their logo, but their mascot is a giraffe. Trollies, I'm not dressing up as a giraffe. It's not happening. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get you some reason to make him be a giraffe. But spe speaking of, like, your your content over time, th those were the three stories. So we're good now. No more exposing yet. Uh, Speaking of your content, like, it's evolved over time. You went from the shitty microphone quality to now where you are now, studio microphone, XLR setup, I'd assume, and filters on your mic to make it sound good. Not only that, though, you've brought in a lot of different concept ideas, whether they've been one-offs or they've been series on the channel, and a few of which I'm able to relate to. I briefly brought them up, but you've done Scuff Jeopardy. I have Trolley Trivia, which is Scuff Jeopardy, <laughs> right? You, yeah. you, you've gone on a date IRL on stream. Oh, uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that that's an interesting one. You, you've done like your, your skate park sessions. You did one recently on stream, but above all else, and I mentioned it earlier, you've ran a podcast. You've actually run it under three different names. Mm -hmm. We've uh, had five. five different names. Yeah. What have been I have Pool Party Podcast, Pool Boys Busted Podcast, and the most recent one being the Deep End Podcast, which is the most clever name, even though you get trashed on it. Yeah. And then there's also um there's also the the scuffed streamer podcast, but then that like Trainwrecks has the scuffed podcast, so it was mm -hmm. like yeah, so that didn't work. And then there was um the it was like the I'm drunk as fuck podcast that happened one night and it was like that was a title change, though. I changed that later in the in the title, so it probably didn't show up on the extreme yeah. uh, tracker. But yeah, that, so yeah, I've had a lot of different podcasts, and then like, I don't know, I just I change up a lot of my different content. I always because I I always do song submissions, so I have to do different things and change things up a lot to keep everything fresh. Yeah. Now, Keep bringing new ideas. with your podcast, what made you originally want to start it? Like, I know there was a hype at one point where everybody was starting a podcast. Were you part of that hype or were you like before it? Were you after it? When did you um, find yourself starting one? I was listening to Bill Burr. Like, okay. I listen to Bill Burr's podcast a lot. I like Bill Burr. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a great, great comedian. Uh, one of my favorites, actually. Probably, uh, yeah, I'd say my top three comedians of all time is... Bill Burr, uh, Dave Chappelle, and then um, I'm interested on who your third is. I want to say I'd say Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle. I want to say like I don't want to be. I, I think that Kevin Hart is a good comedian. Yeah, I would say good in like right. a marketing fashion, especially like he knows how to brand himself and yep. stuff like that. But I'd say as far as like the true heart, I'd say Andrew Scholes is a very good comedian. He's very different as well. Like his crowd work is amazing. Yeah. No, I can definitely uh, agree to that. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice on the third. But his podcast is kind of what inspired you to make your own. 
Yeah, Bill Burr's podcast. Just listening to it uh, a lot, and I was like, I kind of want to try this out, and I'm probably gonna bring him back soon and have different people up. I've just been, uh, you know, kind of thinking of different ideas and a way to make uh, more, a way to make it more interesting and stuff like that. Just thinking of different things. Yeah, I, as somebody who's been running one for over a year now, I know exactly what you mean. You got to keep adding stuff. You got to keep changing it a little bit. Keep it interesting. Keep people on their toes, right? With the, for example, with me, the photos. Uh, as this podcast was for a year straight, just strictly on Twitch. Now it's on YouTube and Spotify. Uh, even though Spotify can't see the photos, YouTube can. So I still like to keep them interesting because those can have a, like a backstory to them, as you described the one with the Dragon Ball shirt, and as I called it, the BDSM one. But it's got a really good story behind it. Like, stuff like that, it, it's something that you don't see on others. Most of them just kind of keep it straight-lined. What's your content about? They don't deep-dive. They don't do anything. It's just kind of surface level. And that's something that I've never wanted to have. And I will spend hours messaging people, researching based on what you got available and stuff like that. And I'll only use, like, really 5% of what I find, <laughs> realistically. Uh, oh, yeah, Rich, you, you missed that earlier. You missed when we were talking about these photos. Don't worry. Don't worry. And we also got him making love to a guitar. But if you want to go back and watch it, feel free to do that. But with your podcast, right, you, you started it off. What was the first name of it? Ever? Ever. I think the first one, the very first one was Pool Party. Mm -hmm. And you brought on your friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What were the main topics that you guys were focusing on, or were you just all like kind of winging it and shooting the shit and making it We'd like an get hour drunk long as fuck and talk about jack shit? Fair, fair. I respect it. I mean, if we want to get drunk as fuck now, I got the bottle beside me, but <laughs> the Crown Royal, <laughs> the Crown nice. Royal Peach, baby. I mean, nice. if I want to be bougie, I bought this for a party, and we ain't having it anymore. Okay, so, got okay. the absolute. It's yeah. not bougie, but it's something different. He's trying to say something with these peach flavors. Yeah. You're hitting at something. Ass fat. But That's what I'm saying. You think about booty. <laughs> yeah, I think about booty, man. Ass over tits. Come on. Come on. Hell but yeah. with your podcast, and you said now that you kind of want to bring it back, your most recent being the Deep End Podcast. It's on YouTube for mm -hmm. people that want to go find it. You started off interviewing yourself. You started off just shooting the shit for an hour. Right, you had mm -hmm. community submissions on like topics and questions and stuff like that. What made you go independent to rebrand your podcast? Um, so I was like, I don't know, like I I wanted to bring people on, but I was like, fuck it, dude. I got shit to say for about an hour, maybe two hours. Eh, screw it, I'll just go for it. Mm -hmm. That's it. It was kind of outside of what your streams are about, and you mentioned how you were recording them in the morning, wanting to get them uploaded so people could watch them, whatever. Right now, afterwards, you started to bring more and more people on. You were bringing streamers on, producers on. Is that what you want to bring back with the podcast? Do you want to bring on producers that you've kind of vibed with? You want to bring on other streamers, for example? What What are you planning to do with this revamp of the podcast? Uh, so I want to bring it on. I want to add more uh, of a humor aspect to the stream. Uh, and then I want the solo podcast to be more serious in mm -hmm. tune me just speaking my mind and uh i think for the most part bringing people on and stuff i would obviously have different segments uh maybe even little game shows whatever it may be yeah uh, it would be within that realm i like that i like that do you have kind of any spitballing ideas you want to share to everybody right now or are you kind of keeping it on the back burner 
Uh, you know, not too many crazy ideas I've been thinking about, but one I've recently been thinking about is pulling up, you know, obviously old beats and stuff for producers or old songs for artists and stuff like that. Obviously, like deep dives, those are always a great idea. But uh, I had a great idea of getting in contact with some somebody close to the person. Obviously, not like a family member or anything like that, but maybe like a mod that's been in the, been in there, you know, on there for a while. Having them come on to the podcast mid call, have a certain time or whatever, and then them sharing an embarrassing story about the person. I love that. Like <laughs> that. That literally just takes what I'm thinking of to an eleven, and you could do that. You could pull that off very easily. Now, I want to ask: Do you know who Nardwar is? Absolutely. Nardwar. Nardwar. I'm going to assume that's where you kind of get that message, get personal topics kind of thing from, because I'm going to be 100% honest. That's exactly where I get my shit from. I messaged yeah. Rich Kick. I messaged Mel Me. I messaged Rich Parker, Kick. and he didn't answer. Oh, my <laughs> mind. I'm sorry. He's real, he's real kept to himself. Nah, it's all good. At the end of the day, even without a single reply, I will still have a full podcast based on deep diving. But big shout out to them. For, uh, for helping me out here, for giving me a couple of the topics. But to wrap everything up in this podcast, we're, we're getting down to the deadline of it. There's one last thing I want to talk about, and I messaged it to you. Yeah. More recently, you were victim to a troll on the internet who almost ruined everything. And that's why I say you kind of went from Twitch hated to Twitch partner, and it wasn't even your fault. Tell us about the story of the anonymous troll. So, we've always had, like, trolls come in, and um, sometimes it's just goofy shit, and you just don't worry about it. You know, it's like, they, you know, it's, it's, they just got an issue, whatever, it's just online trolls, right? It's online, it's part of being a good streamer, good content creator is dealing with them. Every once in a while, you get the occasional uh, dick pic in the Discord, and um, so can't share screen too much in the Discord, or whatever, stuff like that. But then... After a while, I'm not going to, you know, there's certain things I'm going to leave out just for the the privacy of, like, of course. other people who weren't involved. But this person came around the community, still have no idea who the hell it was. Um, and they started off with, like, follower botting, stuff like that, right? Follower botting and trying to blow up our notifications while we were streaming. Um, just trying to be an annoyance and disrupt the stream as much as possible. Yeah. Then it started off with uh, them trying to find info out about people, uh, trying to search people up, finding real names, making Twitch accounts with people's real names, stuff like that. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse until the point where it was like um, there was just certain things involved that just aren't good, like uh, stuff in real life, um, stuff that had to do with addresses, doxing, stuff like that. Yeah really really bad issues and then after a while uh we kind of just like kept ignoring them so then they got the idea okay let's get chat bots to go around to a bunch of streamers small and big and spam the chats with come follow me i'm live right now make it look like self-promotion yeah and people would believe it, and then they would come to our streams and verbally abuse us, say really mean things to us, thinking that we were self-promoting in their favorite streamer's chat, whatever, whatever, uh, coming over, stuff like that. And it kept getting worse. Like, right now, I'm still banned from Sweet Tail's chat because 
I guess I got it, it, one of them went there and you know they thought it was me and mm-hmm. one of the mods banned me, whatever it was. But um, there was one day they went to Kyle, who's a GTA RP streamer. If you ever heard of Kyle, it's just Kyle on Twitch. Yep. Um, very big streamer, very, very big. big. I mean, huge streamer, right? Like one of the biggest GTA RP streamers. Yeah. They spammed his chat with my link, and I guess Kyle just thought it was me. And he clicked on the link and pulled up my stream on his stream with 10,000 viewers. 10,000 viewers. Yep. And out of nowhere, I noticed there's people, my chat's blowing up. It's like, yeah, hello, people. New chatter, new chatter, new chatter. I'm like, what fuck is going on? Yeah. Right? Like, I'm like, what the hell is going on? I got freaked out. Like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. So I got freaked the fuck out, dude. I'm like, yo, what's what's going on? What's going on right now? And we were doing a stream where we were, uh, for Women's History Month, we were uh, making, uh, like, intro songs for women streamers, uh, making, like, outro songs, BRB songs, and just making music for our beloved women of the Twitch community and streaming community, stuff like that. And so I was trying to keep the good vibes, and I was trying to ignore it, and then I'm like... Something's going on. So I pull up my stream on my phone and I see I got like 170 viewers. I'm like, okay, hold the fuck up. Hold the phone. Hold yeah. the phone. What's going on? I, I don't just get 170 viewers like that. That doesn't just happen. You yeah. know, no raid. No, no. What's going on? And so I'm like sitting here and a lot of them are ver- verbally abusing. A lot of them are this and that. I'm like, what the fuck? So uh, out of nowhere, I my my OBS just blanks and this is all within a course of maybe three minutes Mm -hmm. three minutes now imagine that stress of those three minutes oh it's the worst fucking experience of your life on stream the clock is moving so slow you have no idea what's going on it was all so fast at the same time and then my obs just the time stops like everything disconnects i get these notifications on it I'm like, what the fuck? And then I, I still see my I still see uh my chat though in the OBS chat. And people are like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? And then it stops. And then my Discord is like ping, 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 ping. And this is this is like probably six minutes in. Yeah. This, this happened so fast. Six minutes in. I look at my Discord. Everybody's in the voice chat. I'm like, I just got fucking banned. I just got banned off the platform. And that feeling of how much I've streamed, how hard I've worked for everything, just feeling like it was just gone. It was one of the worst feelings I've ever felt in my life. Just like everything I had worked for, even though there's unbanning and stuff like that, that was a strike on my account in my mind. Yeah. That's something that doesn't go away. And it's like, I just got so fucking like in that moment, so scared, anxiety, is like what just happened so i uh got on my alt account on my phone or whatever and i i looked up my stream wasn't on twitch i was banned obviously yeah so then i have my friend go to kyle's right um kyle's stream and like send me the the vod like screen recorded on his phone and send me the vod so he sends it over kyle pulled up my stream on his stream and was watching me and then kyle realized oh wait it's not him doing it. i don't think it's him doing it and all these people in the chat are roasting me, saying, you know, awful things about yeah. me. I, I didn't fucking do shit. It doesn't really matter, though. I have really thick skin, but it was just like, okay. Uh, and 
then um, he like quickly exits my stream once he realizes that. Yeah. So I go, I'm like, what the fuck do I do? This is about nine minutes in. What the fuck do I do? I had no idea. Mm -hmm. What, like, what, what can I do? So I went straight to Twitter and I just started my Twitter at that point. Like my, I started my Twitter back in February, yep. by the way. That's why it's not I'm on only, your link I'm tree. Like, yeah, I'm like three minutes in. Uh, yeah, I still need to get it on there and shit. But <laughs> I go to Twitter, not expecting anybody to really see it. And I post, I'm like, I just got banned, like this and that. And I make like, i frantically tweeting. Like, yeah. I need to get the word out. That's the only way this is going to happen. I, I hit up Caprice Sun Poppy, who has a very big Twitter reach. People start retweeting instantly, and uh, Capri was talking to me about it. Uh, I hit up Mel as, as well and, like, some of my community. And they're just getting it going, 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 going. Like, we're pushing it, pushing it. Then BB just gets in the situation and retweets it. That helped out a lot. She also posted it in the partner Discord. Yep, I remember in, like, that. whatever, the help section or whatever. And, and people just kept retweeting it, helping it out. Like, it was just like the community came together. It was like, have you seen Pokemon the first movie? And you know when Ash turns to stone and he's yeah. on the ground? I was Ash turned to stone. Pikachu was like my community, right? Just sitting there crying. And then Twitter was all the street was all the Pokemon sitting around that start crying along. And then the tears float magically into Ash while he's still stone and he comes back to life. Yep. That's what it was like. That's what it felt like in that moment. And uh so then I then out of nowhere, um, People kept sharing it. I'm I'm like depressed as fuck. Yeah. I'm in bed. I'm in bed and I can't move. Like I'm fucking frozen. I can't check my Twitter notifications. I'm just sitting there. Like I, I still have a little bit of well, what I would call I don't I don't know if I would call it PTSD, but I definitely still struggle with like I don't know thinking back to this and I can feel that feeling or sometimes I don't know I it, it like gets to me. I get paranoid and stuff. Um. And I just, I'm sitting in bed just looking at the ceiling like, damn, is that it? Like, are they just going to, every time, it, when I get unbanned, am I just going to get banned again until I'm permanently banned? Is this it for me? Yeah. If I go to YouTube, are they going to do the same thing? Is this the end? Like, everything I worked for, like, everything my community has done for me, was it all just a waste? It's like, wh where do we go from here? And then out of nowhere, it's like 3 a.m., I get an email. It says, we're sorry. It was a mistake on our end. You're unbanned. And I remember getting up, screaming at the top of my lungs, fuck you. Running to my computer instantly, booted it up. Messaged back people that I knew were worried about me. And I took a fucking nap. I went to sleep. I said, fuck this. I'm going to sleep. I'm sleeping on this. Tomorrow I'm going to post. I got unbanned. We're going to do this. We're going to turn the fuck up. So I did it, and uh, we won. We won, you know? And I didn't slow down streaming. I didn't get paranoid. I kept going. Yep. I kept pushing. And uh, that whole situation got me in contact with uh, part of Twitch staff and got some eyes on me as well. And uh, I ended up... William Morris, amazing. He's the lead. Uh, he's the he's the lead director of you know artist relations on Twitch and a lot of stuff that with music. He mm -hmm. found me through like that whole situation that was going on and stuff. And he's the one that's you know been you know he worked hard, really hard to like um, with with me and and about our community and like with the music section and 
he's still going to help us out with a lot of things. And it just like, yeah, it just, it, it felt like we, it felt like we had won like a war. Yeah. It was just, it was fantastic. It was amazing. Cause I was at probably one of the, like, I, I've lost a lot of people I loved, including, you know, my father and stuff. And uh, that, that moment right there was like, it felt like that. It felt like because I I really do have such a passion and love for not only streaming but the, but the community and family that's been built through streaming, and it just felt like it was all like taken away from me, just stripped, yeah, all within a matter of minutes, literally. And um, the feeling of of it all just coming back was uh, I've never I've never felt so happy in my entire life. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the story is the troll tried to get us tried to, you know, troll me and, and tried to kind of beyond troll. It was just harassment. It yeah. was just absolute harassment and disgusting shit. And uh, we fought through it. And first off, I want to say thank you for being open about talking about that story. That was the one story that I wanted to make sure you were OK with mentioning because I didn't want to, you know, just have it pop up randomly like these photos, for example. These photos, it, it's public. People can see what these are. That story, that's on a whole different level. So thank you for being open and honest about it. I'm glad that everything got cleared up as soon as possible. I found you roughly around the time that that happened. And I just remember seeing my whole feed. Because I've been in the circle for a while, like over a year, mainly through Sori and then meeting everybody else. Um, but I've been in the circle for a while and then just seeing my feed full of a retweet from you, like a retweet of your tweet, people like tweeting out to Twitch unban you and everything like that. It, even though the situation was shitty, it proved to me that I, I personally am in the right circle, right? And I, I'm blessed to be where I'm at. And I feel like you can agree with me that. Even though the Twitch world is fucking massive, everybody knows somebody. And apparently we all know each other in a way, but we all also care about each other, right? If you are in the circle and you are not a dickhead, like you're not an asshole, you're, you're a real person who cares about what you're doing. It's seen, it's appreciated, it's understood, and... That was the easiest thing to tell about you is you genuinely do care about what you do. You care about your stream, care about your community. You care about everything that you've put into this. And to see everybody band together to get you on band, to get the right eyes on the situation was incredible as an outside source who barely knew you at this point. Right. And now here we are a few months later because this was still recent. And that's why I wanted to wrap up on this story because now you are a Twitch music partner. Mm -hmm. You just hit 10,000 followers. You celebrated two years on Twitch. You've had all these amazing milestones just get hit as well. And it just shows that even during the darkest times on Twitch, there is light at the end of it. And you just got hit with everything that you've been grinding for. But it's only the beginning. Mm -hmm. I want you to wrap everything up by talent before we get into trivia. I want you to wrap everything up by telling us a piece of advice that you would give to anybody who feels like their stream isn't going anywhere. If they feel like they're down in the dumps, they want to quit, but they shouldn't. They have that special thing. What piece of advice would you give them? <sighs> Slow down. 
slow down. That's it. You got to stop, you know, to, to elaborate on that. You can't let your mind keep running. You can't. Because part of being a good streamer isn't just about your content. Don't overthink about that. Don't overthink about what you're doing right, wrong. You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't overthink about everything. You got to slow the fuck down. Really. You got to really, really, really take a second, breathe, and just think to yourself. Because I think that people get into streaming and they, they get really in their heads. And, and the biggest part, I think, I think this is at least half. I'd say half of streaming, being a good streamer, is maybe even more, is is the mental battle. I'd say the other half is split up into content, networking, whatever, branding, stuff like that. But I'd say a, a big portion of it is the mental game, is yeah. fighting through that. That's part of being a good streamer. And I think a lot of stuff, a lot of people get lost and a lot of stuff gets lost in translation because uh, people will stress themselves over stuff that there's there's really no reason to stress over so i'd say for people to slow down and and understand that you know everybody gets it at their own pace like everything happens at its own pace like you're doing fine you're doing you're doing great just like understand that appreciating you and yourself and your content make whatever changes you need to if you need to change up your content change up your content, whatever it may be, but just understand at the end of the day, if you're really stressing about stuff with content creation, if you're really stressing about stuff with streaming, if it's really getting to you, just understand you need to slow down and really evaluate how your mental is handling everything. Are you yeah. are you overthinking things? So that's my biggest, biggest piece of, of advice that I, I still follow to this day is slow down, breathe, and take time to think. I don't think it could be said any better, especially since that ties into everything we've talked about during this podcast, right? We, we've hinted at it. We've briefly talked about it, but going in depth on something that nobody really talks about is one of the biggest things, especially when it comes to the mental side of streaming, right? And as you know, I sent you along with a bunch of other streamers a message about something I'm setting up on the 22nd, right? Um, that is why I'm doing it mental health awareness month of all months it's the perfect time to be open and vocal about it because even though we should be talking about it all year long this is the time where the most eyes are on it and that's why i wanted to end with that kind of piece of advice from you who has gone through one of the hardest struggles on twitch that i've ever seen and you've came out of it successful so to get out of the sappy talk that we were having i think it's time for some trivia i got 15 oh, yeah. question for or 15 questions for you um two of them are catered to your interests um i don't know how else to word it basically whatever answer you give first confidently is what i'm gonna take as long as you aren't searching anything up we're good i'm gonna keep chatting them out only so they can't help you if you say i don't know if it's this or that that's fine but if you're like this is the answer I'm taking it. You cannot change back. You cannot pass. Uh, your whole goal should be to beat Melmy. She got 5 out of 16. She got 5 out of 16? 5 out of 16. There is one question that's catered to you that has a bonus point. So there is out of 16. If you want to okay. know anybody else's score, I could tell you it. That might have been on the podcast. And maybe you want to try uh. and beat them. But Melmy, 5 out of 16. I think you can beat it. Easy clap. Easy clap. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. What sport do the Harlem Globetrotters play? Basketball. What is the highest grossing holiday movie of all time? Uh, Christmas Story. What does the term GPU stand for? Grandulated Population Universal. <laughs> I'm going to specify PC part. PC it, part? It's a PC part. GPU, the PC part. Oh, don't know. I'm going to go with that first answer. Which painter is known for cutting off his own ear? I'm going to take Mozart. Uh, how many balls are on a pool table at the start of a game? 13. Which animal breathes out of its butt? Um, I'd say turtle. What is the perfect score in a game of 10-pin bowling? 300. What is James Bond's preferred drink of choice? Whiskey. If you were born on Christmas Day, what is your star sign? Uh, Sagittarius. In what book series does Neville Longbottom appear? Neville Longbottom? Yep. Mm. I want to say Huckleberry Finn. Uh, what was the first element, or sorry, what is the first element on the periodic table? Sodium. When was the first iPhone released? What year? <laughs> uh, 2008. What? was the first season of the Bengals as a professional team. I'm going to give it to you within two years. You have to guess what year it was. 1983. How many years has Lipton Tea been around? I'm going to give that to you within five. Your obsession um, with Lipton Tea really Lipton showed tea, on Instagram. I want to say 60 years. Where can people go to find your Twitch? Uh, Twitch TV slash Lost Pool Boy. Homie, I'm going to tell you this right now. You just set a first. Not in a high mm -hmm. score. In getting one of the questions correct. And that's why chat started spamming Pog. What was it? We'll get to it. What sport did the Harlem Globetrotters play? Basketball. Started off strong. The highest grossing holiday movie of all time is Home Alone. Okay. Graphics processing unit is GPU. Oh, shit. <laughs> this man went grandulated population. I need a new PC. <laughs> What is it? Uh, the painter for cutting off his own ear is Van Gogh. Okay. Uh, how many their balls are on a pool table at the start of a game? It is 16. Ah. You were close. He said 13. Which animal breathes out of its butt? It's a fucking turtle. Homie, yep. you got that. You were the first person to get that question, and I'm so happy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they, they fart out of their mouths, too. Yep. This is a good thing. Yeah, yeah I'm so happy you fucking know that. <laughs> What is, like perfect... animal <laughs> what is a perfect – I mean, we can tell giraffes. Uh, what is a perfect score in a game of 10-pin bowling? 300. What is James Bond's preferred drink of choice? It's a martini. Ah, oh, close. What is Christmas Day's star sign? It's Capricorn. I'm a Sag right before Christmas. Star sign. Ah, uh, so. okay. You're close. Book series does Neville Longbottom appear. Oh, Rich hates you for this one. It's Harry Potter. Oh, shit. <laughs> First element on the periodic table is hydrogen. Sodium. <laughs> when was the first iPhone released? I should honestly give this to people within one. So starting now, I'm going to be nice. It's 2007. You said 2008. We're going to give it to you. Ah, oh, shit. We're going to give it to you. You get the point. When was the first season of the Cincinnati Bengals as a professional team? 1968. Oh, fuck. 1970 when the AFL and NFL merged. Uh, how many years has Lipton T been around? 151. 
They just Holy celebrated 150 shit. years last year. And finally, where can people go to find your Twitch? Homie, you tied Melmy. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. This, the bad news. The score is written down. I think I'm going to have to get you guys on some trolley trivia to settle this beef. Eventually. In the future. But, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> as Pool Boy's sitting in defeat right now, that's going to conclude today's podcast. Pool Boy, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you for being open and talking about your experiences with Twitch and life in general. Uh, is there anything that you would like to know, uh, both your community my community, what's going on in the future here, what we can expect from you, and any upcoming plans you might have? Uh, yep, the chlorine dream. The chlorine dream. That gonna wrap it also, up. Also, I might have tied Melmy here, but just know, just know, everybody, this is a message to the world. Okay, I am so much cooler than Melmy. Just never forget that. Listen, y'all got a lot of similarities, and I've met her. I've met you yet, but I'm still gonna vouch for you. Anyways. That is going to conclude the podcast, Pool Boy. Thank you for being an amazing guest, dude. I am going to hop out of here and talk to you later. But before I do...